Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to What Does God Want? Please remember to tune in to What Does God Want at on Twitter and Facebook at What Does God Want? And the purpose of this podcast is to really tap into to the to the desires of what God wants for us in our lives. So it's not to be facetious, it's more so to to get you thinking. Get those get those brains working on today because God has a need for everybody and we just have to tap into it and and dig a little deeper and my purpose here is to preach and teach so I am minister Janelle from the remnant church of God I am so excited to be on here with you guys I hope that what I'm getting ready to share with you will encourage you will push you forward get you up out that seat get you out that refrigerator. I hope that it will do a magnificent thing in your life. So I'm going to pray us in. Father God, thank you for allowing us to just be a part of this podcast. God, for you said when two or more are gathered, you are in the midst. So I know that you will be in the midst, Lord. Lord, you said that you will never leave us nor forsake us, God. So I am praying that you would just be with us, Lord. Surround us, Lord, with your grace and mercy, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus over us. I pray that no weapons formed against us shall prosper, Lord. Encamp your angels around us, Lord. Lord, just help us to be able to hear your your voice more clearly. Lord, give us that unction in our spirits, Lord, that when you speak, we listen and we just get up and do, Lord. So I am just thanking you right now for the magnificent things you're going to do in our lives, Lord. I'm thanking you for everything that you have done and everything that you're going to do, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to be coming from Exodus chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord says. Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs on your whole country. And the title of this one is called, Who is in Control? God gives us a warning, but we refuse to listen and continue on with our same behavior. God could have said to us that we should leave maybe that married person alone. God tells us to prepare ourselves from the night before, but we still wake up and leave leave ourselves with a few minutes to get to our destinations and barely be there on time. God tells us to stock up on food, for our, our local food churches and food pantries. And we forget. We get distracted by our phones. The latest box office hits. Dinner parties, work, family, friends, drugs. The list goes on and on. God gives us that warning, but we don't take heed. Just like Pharaoh, we continue on with our stubborn ways, being jealous, deceitful, angry, and full of ourselves. So God sits back and watches and waits for us to change. But when there's no change, God has to take the control back because after all, there is a job that needs to be done. There is a family somewhere that needs food from that food pantry that we were supposed to, that we were instructed instructed to stock. 
There are many people out there in the world that have that are struggling with depression, suicidal ideations, anxiety, drug addictions. Some have lost hope. Some are waiting on us to get in line and align ourselves with God's will for our lives. But what does that but what does God have to do to get our attention? Your pastor may have said repeatedly that their work that there is work to be done in the kingdom with our name on it. And this is why we are so actively sought, uh, sought after by the enemy. The enemy knows your calling on your life. But we must remember John 10, 10, the enemy comes to kill, steal and destroy. He wants to get us off our path. He wants to kick us out of the ministry. He wants to interfere with relationships. He wants to place the wool over our eyes so we see reality distorted. Instead of fighting God's plan, submit yourselves. Turn from your wicked ways and allow God to direct your path. Because God says later in that verse that I have come that they may have life and have it to the fullness. So God is going to come. God is going, God, God's ultimate desire for us is that we have life to the fullest. What does that look like? What does that mean for us? Because it, it can't mean that we're just sitting in the house stuck. We just can't sit around and just wait for something miraculous to happen all the time. When are we going to get up and do the work? When are we going to get up? And read the scriptures. When are we going to get up and do something different? God is really trying to get our attention. He wants us to realize that we need him and only him. So he sends the frogs in our lives to make us uncomfortable. After all, who can have a perfect sleep with a frog on your bed? In your oven? Everywhere you turn, you see these frogs? Spreading like wildfire. It makes me think of cancer. And when we hear, when we hear the word cancer, we get, a, it, it's a touchy, it's a touchy topic because cancer has taken the lives of many people. Take, cancer has taken the life of my aunt. And it's really sad and, you know, it's unfortunate, but there's a purpose in it. There's a purpose in, in the cancer and there's a purpose in the death of the person who may succumb to that thing. The thing about cancer is that it spreads so quickly. And when you think you get, when you think you have gotten rid of it, it's, there's another area where it has spread. Can you survive cancer? Most definitely. If it's in God's will. But sometimes God allows your loved one to succumb to the very thing that he placed in their life. Not because he doesn't care about the person, but because there is a greater purpose. The legacy of that person will be remembered way longer than the, if the person would have lived to tell their story. I am saying that God is in control and he uses situations we go through and people who are in need. 
So the Lord sends the frogs to Egypt and they cause a huge nuisance over the land. So much that Pharaoh cannot stand it any longer. People are complaining of the quality of life has changed drastically. I could just imagine having to be cautious when I'm stepping out of bed, using the bathroom or leaving the house. It's funny because I actually lived in South America for some time and we had these these big frogs that would sit in front of our houses and they would come as more so of a warning to let us know that rain is coming. But they were really scary. And when you see them up close and in person, they're even scarier. But the sounds that they make is it's terrifying because their vo- their their sounds, their 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 croaking, it carries. That sound carries. And so you're not you don't you don't you're not too sure exactly which area it where it, it's coming from unless you like literally go out and look for it. And then even then, when you look at it, you don't know if it's that particular frog making that sound. So what I'm saying is that sometimes there are things that are sitting right in our faces that are not supposed to be there. And we have gotten so comfortable looking at it that we don't make changes because we think that it's supposed to be there. But that very thing that's sitting in our faces is the nuisance, is that frog, is that barrier, is that blockage that needs to be removed, is that toxic thing. It's the thing that we want so bad that we need to get rid of, that we don't, that we don't get rid of. So we just stay stuck. We just stay sitting there looking at it, wondering why things haven't changed. But it's because we haven't made the changes to remove certain things out of our lives. See, God is not going to just come in and just start pulling up the weeds. He's not going to come in and just clean our gardens like that. He's not going to do that. He's going to, he's going to require some work on our part. He's not going to impose himself on us. So we need to open up that door, open up that opportunity for the Lord to come in into our, into our hearts, into our minds, into our space, into our homes. So we have to be ready for to receive that that presence of God. So I'm asking and encouraging you guys on today that you guys just take a look around. Take a look around, examine yourself, do do a self-reflection. I'm so big on sitting back and just journaling. It's not my favorite, but I do find that I get great revelation from sitting back and just writing down how things went, how what what changes could I have made? What were the, what were the pre, the, the precursors or the, the things that, that happened before the situation? What could I have done differently? Um, and I don't do this every single time as often as I need to do it, but I do it. And when I have situations that arise in my life and I try to problem solve, how could I do this thing better? It's helpful when I go back and do a reflection. So do a reflection on today of yourself. Examine your heart. Examine your mind. Are you 100% the way that God needs you to be? Is your your environment 100% the way God needs it to be? So these frogs are basically provoking Pharaoh. They're just annoying him. And what, what does he do? He calls out to the very people who he knows has direct connection with God. 
See, for everything else, he's calling the magicians to help him. But but it's something about when you want to be connected to that vine. You know exactly who to go to. You know exactly who to call. You know exactly what you need to do to get it done. If you if you know that your back is against the wall and you can't turn any for any anywhere else, you know you people know exactly who they need to go to. Sometimes we don't want to, but we do. But we need to we need to acknowledge that and we need to get over that pride because it's pride. So on today, repent of that pride that you may be having that's holding you back from where God needs you to be. Because when Pharaoh couldn't take those frogs anymore, he called on Moses and Aaron to help him. Moses and Aaron. But see what what Pharaoh doesn't know is that the Lord already spoke to Moses. So the very person that we try to avoid going to is the very person that the Lord is speaking to. So the Lord already spoke to Moses and told Moses to go to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh pleads with Moses to go back to God to ask him to remove the frogs. But sometimes we just want to we just want to call those people that we know can't help us. We go back to the very people that 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 talk about us, that sit in our presence and look in and, and that the people that's not supposed to be there. We look for approval from these people that stab us in our backs. And then we try to justify why it's OK by saying, oh, I'm going to just keep my enemy close. Um. That's all good, but what about the the person that God has put into your life that that you're pushing back, pushing all the way back into the corner, so far that you can't you can hardly even reach them now. But like Pharaoh, Pharaoh had no idea that the magicians were working against God. They were using this opportunity to add insult to injury. This happens in our times. We might lose our job. Only to go home and get an eviction notice. Or we could be driving down a, 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 an unknown road and our car breaks down because we failed to keep our scheduled maintenance appointment because we blew our money gambling and our phone just happens to die. So here we are on the side of the road, no phone, no car. We don't know where we are. That is definitely a huge pill to swallow in the moment. But don't fear. This is a divine intervention. It is necessary. It has to happen. This is sometimes the very thing that puts us back on track with God. God has you right where he needs you. God is trying to tell you something. Sometimes we we try our own way and things don't work. So God has to, to, to intercede on our behalf. Place a roadblock. To get us back on track. Don't don't take those those situations for granted. Those are the times where God is giving you a second chance. He wants you to get it right. He wants you to get back on track. So turn away from from those things. Keep your chin up 
and ask God in that moment after repenting, what is it that you need me to do? What is this designed for? What does God want from you? See, because he's sending that roadblock to slow you down. We get so busy doing ministry work, taking care of the family, doing our just working for, you know, if you work for yourself or if you work for somebody else, just going to work, period. And sometimes we just get so busy doing nothing day after day after day. We just do nothing. And God is saying, your way didn't work. So put me first in your life. Honor me. Wait for my instructions. Listen to my voice. Stop calling your friend every time you go through something. Stop giving up on things when they don't go your way. In that moment, I am stirring something up. I am working behind the scenes. I am trying to do so many different things. There's so many moving parts to situations that God is saying, just be patient. So as we sit in our houses on a quarantine, this is a perfect opportunity to empty ourselves out. Listen to, to the Lord's instructions. Find out who God is in your life and what does he want from you? See, the Lord is using me for this for this time. To spread his word. And I am tapping into his divine greatness to encourage you. But I wasn't always that in that place. I had to get out of my box. I had to change the way how I did things. I had to change the way how I saw things. I had to make some changes in my life. I couldn't just. I didn't just get here overnight. It took me a while. Years. I'm 35. I, I, this is not, I'm not, I have, guys, listen, just stop thinking about what could have, should have, would have, and be happy in the present moment. Be happy for everything that you have right now, but know that your greater is coming. Know that there is a calling on your life. Know that God has a purpose for you. God has a purpose for you. That is so exciting to know that somebody has a surprise gift for you that you don't even know what it is yet. But you're going to if you but if you just take some steps forward, you can figure it out. Oh, my goodness. So the Lord is using me for this time. I am spreading his word. I'm doing what he needs me to do. And I am encouraging you that maybe you could do the same. There are some people that I might not be able to reach, but maybe this podcast might inspire you to get up and get moving. Cause it doesn't feel good when you're confined, confined to your house with limited toilet paper, limited food supplies, you know, kids, kids are now working, going to school, in the house, they that they're adjusting to that. That's kind of a weird thing for them if they have not been homeschooled before. You know, you might have multiple kids working your nerves. But you know, remember that there is a greater purpose in this quarantine. Allow God to download and upload those gifts into those ministries that you are you have inside of you. So just ask yourself, how am I using my time? If you're binge watching shows, trying to, you know, why don't you try to find a spiritual message in it? Because everything is spiritual. If you just look just like we could find beauty in everything, even in the trash, we could we could find beauty in that. And maybe 
maybe God might lead you to share that with somebody else. But you have to just start somewhere. Start somewhere. Maybe you're a little bit further than that. So then maybe you need, maybe the person who is a little bit further than that, maybe it's time for you to start that ministry. Develop your website. Go get the business cards. Be a blessing if you can. See, I love this phrase. When life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Put those frogs to work in your life. No more should we be afraid to step out on faith. God is calling you from out of that dark place. Because relief will come, as it did in the Bible, we are going to keep the control. You are going to, you are going to c- continue to control and do things on your own. Or you can submit yourself, reach out to our Moses and our Aaron's to intercede on our behalf, knowing that when God gives us relief, we cannot go back to our stubborn way. See, because that's the thing. Pharaoh went back on his on his word he said he was gonna let the people go and he went back and he went right back to his stubborn ways so God tries to restore us and then we he tries to so God tries to restore us and make sure that we we have everything that we need to be successful in that situation but then we feel like oh we're good we got it okay we're good and then we get comfortable and then we start slacking and then we start not not attending church as often. We stop reaching out to our, our, our spiritual mothers. We stop, we stop getting in our word. We stop praying for it for the people that we know that we're supposed to pray for. But our minds were once transformed. What happened? We know that, that the enemy is, is like a, a, a prowling around like a lion trying to devour. He doesn't want us to be great. He doesn't want us to do the things that God has called us to do, but we have to push. (laughs) So there's something, there's something so great about being surrounded by frogs. (laughs) And, and I know you're like, what Janelle, you crazy, but no, seriously, there is something that is awesome about being surrounded by frogs because it makes us appreciate what we have. It makes us take a look at the things that we took for granted. It also helps us envision how we want things when we come out of it. So allow those creative juices to flow. Allow those visions to flow. Allow God to, 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 to mold you and remake you. He is the potter. You are the clay. Allow him to re, re, reconfigure your heart. Allow him to go in there and, and, and go into those dark, deep, dark places that you don't even know are harboring and holding hurt and pain and frustration and anger. He said he will give you beauty for your ashes. So give him those things that you don't want. Look at Jonah. So Jonah had a, had a job to do. And he thought that if he was going, he thought that if he ran away from God and got on that ship, that he was going to have a better life. But he quickly realized that it wasn't going to work. Sometimes we can't, we can't keep running away from, from, from our calling because we're going to take the people around us down with us. That we, that's not what we need. That's not what we want. Though I, obviously we all know that that that's never our intentions, but just know that it can happen.
he Jonah knew that if if he would have stayed on that ship, everybody would have drowned. So he had to sacrifice. What did he sacrifice? He sacrificed his life. He jumped out of the ship. Because of that, that that that's that that small sacrifice, it changed it changed the way things were as we know it. We look at Jesus. What has Jesus sacrificed for us? His entire life? The Lord is pleading with us. What are we going to sacrifice? What are we going to give up? What you got to really go and deep dig deep into into your into your mind, into your heart and think about these things that that are whew, Think about the things that are really getting in the way. What are those things that you are afraid to let go of? I'm praying that 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 God gives you that unction and that and that strength and that courage to be able to release those things. Because there are some gifts that need to be ignited within us. God wants to trust us that when he gives it to us, we won't go back to the old way of doing things. It's funny because I have three children and before the quarantine, I would consume my days and my nights with everything that popped into my mind. Kids want to do a new sport. Oh, I'll find a I'll find a spot for you. Kids want to go out and do some type of activity. Oh, sure. No problem. I'll go and I'll do that. Friends need a favor. Sure. I got that. Husband needs something. No problem. Spending my time sometimes on my phone, being distracted. And I just came into this dark place where I just realized there are too many frogs in my area. That feeling of overwhelm came over me and I had to make some changes. It was There were too many distractions in my life. I had to let those distractions go. I had to allow God to come in. And help me with those things because I had I was dealing with control issues. I had to let go of the control and I had to hand over the reins to Jesus. I had to empty my heart from the hurt, the pain and the anger and release and pray and, and repent. And I had to ask the Lord to help me. Sometimes I even had to cry. And it is OK to cry because God is by your side. God is trying to tell you something, but are you going to listen? Stop being in your own way. God has a better plan than the one that you have. You need to listen. We need to listen. And ask, what does God want? My prayer is that you allow God to come into your home, come into your mind and come into your heart. For Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. I want you to repeat this prayer to me. Excuse me, repeat this prayer with me. God, I want you to come into my heart in mind, less of me, more of you, O oh Lord. 
I believe that you are that, that you sent your son to die for our sins and raised him from the dead. I will have faith that you will help me get back in line with you. Guys, you know, I'm here as Minister Janelle, but I was once in, in, in your shoes. I was once there and I know what it's like. So my prayer is that you got something on today. I'm hoping that if you need to reach out to me, please don't, don't, don't hesitate to send me a direct message. You know, if you need prayer, please reach out to me on Twitter. You can direct message me at what does God want? God has called us for a greater purpose. So let us be doers of the word. I'm so blessed to be here and spend this time with you. And I'm praying that, that you can be a blessing in someone else's life. So if you do not have a church home, my suggestion is that you find one. Allow God to lead you to that, to that place. And if you do have a church home, wonderful. Repent. That is the biggest thing that I, that, that I can, that's the biggest gift that I can give you right now is to remind you to repent. Just go into God and saying, God, please forgive me for the things that I have done knowingly and unknowingly. That is, that is the thing where, that we need to do. That is the first step in order to get it right with God. So my prayer is that you turn away from those things that are distracting you and repent. God bless you. I love you. And until next time, keep continuing to ask yourself, what does God want?